Now today's federal newscast. The Energy Department awards 21 contracts to help federal buildings improve their energy savings. Deputy Assistant Secretary of Renewable Power with DOE's Energy Efficiency Office, Tim Unruh, says the energy service companies cover the initial greening work and are repaid through the operating savings. The contracts last an average of 17 years and are worth anywhere between 15 and $17 million. The Pentagon may have found a replacement for its common access card through a Canadian company. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The company, Pluralock, has reached a deal through the Defense Innovation Unit Experimental to pilot its system in one of DOD's combat support agencies. It works by monitoring computer users' patterns of life, like their keyboard and mouse movements, to detect anomalies that might suggest an intruder is logged in with someone else's credentials. DOD's trying to replace the CAT card, the smart cards its employees currently use for two-factor authentication by 2018, and has said it wants a sweet of technologies that employs multiple factors. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Defense Department considers cutting a policy which gives talented foreigners a faster way to U.S. citizenship through the military. According to the Washington Post, the program recruits immigrants who have medical and language skills. Canceling the program could leave 1,000 recruits with no immigration status and susceptible to deportation. Agencies must present a policy to comply with President Trump's Buy American and Hire American executive order by September 17th. Guidance from the White House also lays out exemptions that will be allowed. The report to the Office of Management and Budget and the Commerce Department also must include ways agencies will try to reduce how often it applies exemptions. Congress wants the Veterans Affairs Department to expand its acquisition internship program. House lawmakers on the Veterans Affairs Investigations and Oversight Subcommittee see the bill as a way to train more young talent and fill as many as 2,500 contracting vacancies. They want VA to pay for the program by streamlining and moving some of its acquisition functions to the VA facilities where the purchasing happens. House Oversight and Government Reform Committee leadership want the Census Bureau to update its estimate on how much it thinks the 2020 count will cost. Census says it will cost $12.5 billion, but Committee Chairman Trey Gowdy and Ranking Member Elijah Cummings think that estimate is outdated. The Government Accountability Office and Commerce Inspector General have both questioned Census's cost estimation process. The 2020 Census would cost nearly $18 billion if the Bureau administered it the same way it did for the 2010 count. The long road ahead for the IRS as it tries to upgrade its IT infrastructure through its Enterprise Case Management Project. National taxpayer advocate Nina Olson tells Congress in her mid-year report that the Internal Revenue Service is struggling with implementation of its ECM project. The project aims to create a common infrastructure platform. IRS's current system relies on paper and electronic records. Olson says IRS is not designing the project from the ground up, nor is it engaging employees. I'm Meredith Summers. Another Hatch Act complaint related to social media use by a Trump administration official is filed with the Office of Special Counsel. The Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law says Vice Chairman of Trump's Commission on Election Integrity, Chris Kobach, is using his role to promote his candidacy for governor of Kansas online. Just last week, an ethics group filed one against UN Ambassador Nikki Haley for retweeting one of the president's tweets supporting a Republican candidate for Congress. A State Department survey shows deep dissatisfaction with long-standing problems and with current leadership. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. 35,000 state and USAID employees responded. State handed the final report to the Wall Street Journal two days before releasing it. Employees, third in line, get to see it today. From the newspaper report, little is surprising. Employees say there's no clear vision for the future, and they worry about proposed budget cuts and potential departures of talent. I'm Tom Tamman. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.